the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, this station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm back. Glad to be with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline. The weather is fabulous here in California. Balanced, even killed right before we hit the uh, fall and winter season. Just so glad to be back home. For those of you who keep up with yours truly, Jesse Gistan, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We are pleased to be on the air on this station, KFAX, 1100 a.m. on your dial, um, every Monday through Friday at 12 noon. We are your lunchtime diet. Uh, we hope that we bring meat and potatoes to you and give you something to think about, give you something to feed on. We hope that we challenge you and expand your thinking, cause you to go deeper with your God, help you to understand what's going on in our world one of the things that I, I am called to do and I love to do is explain the word of God in light of how it points us to our master, the Lord Jesus, but also how it, in addition to that, points us to what's going on in our world today, which is such a complex of sophisticated, problematic, disappointment, oriented realities that we're all facing, not only locally, but around the world, that you really need the light of God's word to help you understand it all. And I hope and trust that that's what you get from Monday through Friday at 12 noon on this program. The word of God says the path of the just, which is Jesus, he's our path. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by him. The path of the just, Proverbs 4.18, is as a shining light, and that light is Christ. It is the word of God. It is the truth of God. God's word is light. As Psalm, 105, Psalm 119, 105 puts it, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. When the word of God is rightly interpreted, when the spirit of God is pleased to open it up and make application to you and me, we get to see three things. We get to see the Lord Jesus in his glory, his splendor as our mediator and total representative across the whole of our human need uh, and secures us for glory by his accomplished redemption at Calvary. But we also get to see ourselves in our brokenness, weakness. Also in terms of God's using us, building us up, equipping us, and then employing us for the task of the gospel. But we also get to see the world. The reason why the world today, our systems want to get rid of a biblical worldview, get rid of the Bible, get rid of 
any truth claim that might be therein is because it is a mirror that exposes the natural man for the wicked being that he is by nature. And your word will help you discern right from wrong. Your Bible will help you see clearly uh, where the traps and gins and snares are in this world. Your Bible will illuminate. And as Hebrews chapter four, verse uh, 12 puts it, it is alive and sharper than any two edged sword and is capable of dividing asunder soul and spirit, marrow and bone, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It does fillet us, open us wide, and expose the areas of our life that we could not see otherwise. It's one thing for the uh, natural man to recognize that he is lost and, and doesn't know a whole lot. This is the confusion and the chaos that's going on in our world today. When you hear the natural man saying, I'm not quite sure what in the heck is going on, all he's doing is admitting the limitations that come with being a fallen creature. He can't understand. The Bible says he walks in darkness. And because he walks in darkness, he does not know at what he is stumbling. That is our world system. Any other proclamation or assessment or analysis or description of our world as being something that constitutes light and hope and orthodoxy or truth for sure. Any assessment that our world is a uh, is a system of realities predicated upon truth claims and and narratives that really are taking us to the next level of of understanding what really truly is is a lie. We're getting ready to talk about that. Had a very important, very uh, productive, very. Um, joyful uh, trip to Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, there with those folks who are great fans of the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, you saw jerseys everywhere. A whole lot to say about the city of Pittsburgh as well as we, my wife and I were there for several days. But to finish my, my, my thoughts on how we must understand that our whole world system, system, not the topography, not the geography, not the land, not the uh, not the uh, physical organism of the universe or our cosmos, et cetera, but human beings, sinful human beings, sinful institutions, sinful structures, sinful uh, uh, government, sinful organizations, all of those are part of the darkness that God says the world is in. Men love darkness, so they're devoted to it at a level of um, worship and commitment. It's a synonym for Satan, obviously, uh, and mankind. His heart is dark. And so men walk in darkness because they hate the light. And that's where we are today on so many levels. I'll continue breaking down that thought uh, when we come back from the break, because I just want you to understand what is going on around you today. If you don't already already know, as many, again, of the uh, natural men and the unsaved person, the person not illuminated, the person not informed by biblical truth, cannot understand how his world is morphing into the dystopian nightmare grotesque image that it is, but it's not by accident. As you guys know, this program talks about these things at length. We are being transformed right before your face as you see it. We are in a revolution and the world is changing and your nation is changing and your state is changing. 
and humanity is being transformed. This is a big social engineering uh, project. And if you want to avoid it, you can, but you won't be able to avoid it at all at the highest levels of influence and control and and resources and, and authority and power. They are dictating what your world will be in just a few years. And if you don't position yourself against it, you will simply be a product of the state. That's where we're going. That's where many people are around the world. And some of us are crying out about it. I'll be talking about the persecution that comes to the journalists all around the world. Um, but, yeah, uh, we are dealing with a situation where, as Christians, we should be those who have quite a bit of insight as to what's taking place and to be able to speak into it to give people pathways out of this confusion and this chaos and this corruption and this distortion of facts and this distortion of reality, uh, which is ubiquitous and everywhere present, um, we should be able to speak about it. But I fear that just as many uh, unbelievers are going, I don't know, many professing Christians are in the same place as well. Again, we will press into that a little bit. Having gone to uh, Pennsylvania and having experienced both the city, the the urban life of, uh, of the hood, living in the city, as Stevie Wonder puts it, um, but also enjoying the magnificence of the splendor of the countryside and uh, the open fields, the rolling hills, cows and horses and sheep and things of that nature all out there. And uh, this is where Brother Fleming's uh, congregation is out there in the um in the, in the country, if you will, not so far out as to not be able to get there, but it does take some 20, 30 minutes. But a beautiful, for me, a kind of beautiful return to a simpler lifestyle, if you will, uh, non-rushed to a certain degree, uh, not experiencing the kind of pressures we do here in the Bay Area. And, and, and nor are we, are they overly dominated by um, by the political uh, agendas that we talk about um, all the time here on this program. That does not mean that they don't know, are not aware, and are not concerned. They are. The last thing that I would want you to depict about our dear brethren and sisters and families in, uh, in, in, in Pittsburgh, and, and more particularly Harrisville, uh, Pennsylvania, where, where where Brother Flemings is the pastor of uh, Rocky Springs Presbyterian Church and the lovely saints that are there, is that they are backyard country bumpkins. Nothing could be further from the truth. No children of God really ever should be in any culture in which they live. They should always be on the cutting edge of knowledge, even if they have chosen to forego not being part of the fad of societal contemporarity, if you will, and immersed in a lot of the pain and sorrow that goes on with living in the city. Uh, but nevertheless, they are brilliant people. I'm going to give a lengthy testimony of that after the break here. So just stay with me. Stay with yours truly. Let me read a portion of scripture. Then I'm going to take a break. Isaiah 57 verse 1. And verse two, the righteous perisheth and no man lays it to heart and merciful, merciful men are taken away and no one considers that the righteous is taken away from the evil that is coming. 
He shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in their uprightness. Now notice again, the righteous are taken away. I'll talk about that coming back, but no one regards it. The good man, the upright man is is removed and no one takes it to heart. That's where we are today. That righteous man is Jesus. He's been taken away from the church, taken away from the preaching, taken away from the world. No, nobody care. Christ exalting, Christ glorifying, preaching and teaching is very seldom heard today. And no one misses him. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back to Time 521 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan, back from the um, very modest but uh, well taken care of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and largely, as I stated, spending a great deal of time with the good folks over at Rocky Springs Presbyterian Church, where you can actually find Pastor Fleming, Pastor Scott Fleming, on sermonaudio.com if you want to do two things. If you want to hear his preaching, he brought an excellent message on Sunday um, out of Psalm uh, 109, a beautiful message on imprecatory prayer. Would uh, encourage you. I'm going to unpack that in our prayer class here in the next couple of weeks just to expand our uh, understanding of why some prayers must be prayers of judgment against evil doers if we serve a righteous God. We will do that. But uh, Pastor uh, Scott Fleming, as well as a minister, we'll call him Brother Scott Allen. He happens to have been uh, w- one of the main founders and uh ministry leaders at a ministry that we talked about last Monday when he was on called DiscipleTheNations.org. And I really want you to start plugging into his podcast. Just go to DiscipleTheNations.org and you will find all the material there, the uh, podcast, etc. In fact, I'm going to be on with uh, Scott Lord willing this coming Monday. I think it's going to be October 3rd. At 11 a.m. our time. And so if you're around, you might want to um, uh, join that uh, that podcast meeting. I think it I'd probably have to be aired. I don't know if it's going to be live stream in any event. Um, you can check check it out and see if you can listen in on it. I think you can. Uh, we haven't moved to live stream yet. Um, our podcast yet, but hopefully one day we will uh, be inclined to do that so that we can talk for several hours about the things that matter. In fact, I think the topic he wants to talk about is that ideas ideas have consequences. Well, the reason I brought him up is because him and Scott, Pastor Scott, did such a great job on Saturday in our conference time that I uh, just wanted to make note. These are two men. Uh, who are very competent and capable of explaining the matters that are taking place in terms of a clash of worlds, if I might use that title, the clash of worldviews that you and I are daily being exercised by and challenged with. And I would uh, encourage you to tap into their ministries as well, because they're just a breath of fresh air and uh, they'll help you. As you heard them last Monday, uh, we had a great time. We had a great time. Uh, and, and the trip was successful in so many ways. First, again, the city of Pittsburgh is a <clears throat> beautiful, very tight, small, lot of historic sites. 
Uh, and Barbara and I, my wife, we enjoyed ourselves for a couple, two or three days before the conference. And we got to do some hiking, uh, some some uh, sightseeing, some tours and um, yeah, some some daredevil uh, <laughs> tree climbing. And uh, I forget what you call it, but uh, all of the stuff you see on uh, American uh, American warriors where they're climbing through these different loops and hoops and swinging from this. and that. Uh, she got a brother involved in that. And well, I'm so glad that I just have a little bit of uh, a measure of health and strength because climbing up those trees and swinging through this and zip lining and climbing over bars and poles and stuff. I mean, we were up at some height. Okay. So you, you strapped in, you got to take some lessons and then you got to have some internal constitution to keep you focused on some of that stuff. And then we did the extreme side too. And, uh, you know, jumping across stuff up on the nets, climbing up, we were acting like we were like 25 and 30 years old. It is not true, <laughs> but it was still fun nevertheless. So, and then the conference time was great. Let me talk about that for a few minutes because it was just a lovely time. The Southern hospitality is something that is on a par to none. As you guys know, our folks are from the South, both Barbara and myself. And so we're very familiar with good food. Good hospitality in the Saints at uh, Harrisburg were, were definitely that. Um, they um, they they were informed. That's how I can put it. Um, the cross section of older people and younger people made it a beautiful thing. Uh, the conference was productive in that, I, as I stated, Pastor Flemings did a great job in his PowerPoint presentation, as well as uh, Scott Allen. Uh, and my takeaway was that my role was to affirm them in biblical thinking uh, as a community that God is no respecter of persons. He just is not. That the racism of 100 years ago is not the racism of today in America. And that the cause for so much division, hostility, fear, anxiety is the social engineering of the neo-Marxist institutions that have for decades been race hustlers in America. Years ago, it would be Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and then Barack Obama and his wife. If you guys don't know, there was a major transition in our world during the administration of the Obama era. I'm sorry, you have to know that the White House, as bad as that term may sound for some of you, went rainbow for sure. Uh, and when you analyze what they said in front of one group and then said uh, to another group, something altogether different in each group, the hypocrisy is is typical of, uh, of, of these folks who are actually changing our culture. Uh, but it's very effective. Uh, and the new school that you and I are dealing with today, particularly the young people, I'm going to be talking about them because they were great at the conference. Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, Ibram Kendi, again, uh, just so many of um, of the uh, uh, pseudo scholarship uh, and, and purveyors and provocateurs of the 21st century of this neo-Marxist agenda called uh, critical race theory that we've been dealing with. 
um, are out there peddling uh, uh, anger, peddling rage, peddling grief, grief, uh, peddling um, division fundamentally. Uh, and it's hard to really know because the Ministry of Truth, as you know, Orson Welles uh, clearly predicted would be the control of the media, keeping real debate uh, at bay so that you can't see it up front and on your major media outlets. Um, and therefore failing to allow real debate and open dialogue about critical race theory and COVID. As you know, lots of people are manipulated by error, falsehood, myths, and uh, emotions. A lot of people are manipulated by error, falsehood, myths, and emotions, and also threats. You know that. That's how the enemy works. And I, I hope that God is opening your eyes more and more to the fact that at length, Politics does no good. It never solves any of our problems. How is it that you can be hearing the same thing decade after decade after decade after decade and look up and go, nothing is fixed? It's only getting worse. And not conclude that one, the politicians are completely imbecilic, imbeciles in terms of solving the problem, or, and they are purveyors of the problem. If you don't see that, then I'm sorry. There's nothing that can actually shake you out of your boots except what Yuri Bismanov said, the ex-KGB agent, when he explained the ideological subversion. He said a lot of people are so asleep that the only time they'll wake up to their country being taken over. He said this in the 80s. He said it would take 40 years. So if you take 1980 and go 40 years forward, where does that put you? He says in a 40 year period, 20 to 40 year period, a country can be completely taken over ideologically and transformed into a socialist country under communist uh, tyrannical control. Well, it's been 40 years, hasn't it? Now, when you look up and look at your country, tell me what you see. We could easily expand on the five points that he lays out strategically as modes of ideological subversion. But we've taught these things at length at grace. And here we are today. So uh, the, the reality is that we are we are seeing changes in our world that is forcing us to ask the question uh, or challenging us in terms of whether we're going to stick our head in the sand, whether we're going to face these things and deal with them uprightly or whether we're going to just walk in denial or flee. In any event, the revolution has been on for a long time. The revolution is still on, and you and I are in the middle of it. I was just watching a documentary just a few minutes ago, you guys. You know what it's called? It's called, the documentary is called The the War on Journalism. That's the documentary, The War on Journalism. Guess what that documentary uh, alludes to? It alludes to the fact that one of the most uh, dangerous occupations to be engaged in today is journalism. The number one killer of journalism on the job death is murder. Journalists around the world are being killed. They are being kidnapped. They're being tortured. They're being silenced, censored, beaten. Uh, they are being horrifically dealt with by the same powers that are functioning at the higher technocratical level here in our own country. The technocrats are doing the same thing. And you are getting used to people being silenced, censored, shut down for their opinion. 
even though that's their constitutional right, you're watching it happen right before your face. One of the startling things that we talked about in the conference, and I think it was uh, uh, Brother Scott Allen who brought it up, that during the Hitler uh, revolution, before the destruction of 16 million people, when it came to the church, there was something like 12,000 churches engaged in uh, observing and watching. Only about 3,000 of the churches had anything to say about it. A good portion of the churches just were silent. 3,000 out of something like 12, 15, I'll get the number right later, 12, 15,000 churches. Only 3,000 spoke up. The rest were silent. That's where you are today. This is the world you live in. Your, your leaders, your, your church leaders have essentially nothing to say about the evil that's taking place in your world because it doesn't want to suffer. Remember what Jesus says. I send you into the world as doves among wolves, as lambs among wolves. He says, many of you are going to suffer for righteousness. The only way that truth prevails in a culture is to be willing to pay the price for it. And, and, and apparently um, American churches aren't willing to pay the price. But like Judas Iscariot, in many cases, willing to be paid a price to simply conform, conform and comply, as we did during the whole COVID thing. It's a very dark day we're living in, but don't go anywhere. There's more to be said. I want to talk about the young people, college students uh, that were at the conference, how they give me joy and they give me hope because they're ready to deal with it. This is why God raises up young people, because they have the internal uh, fortitude. They have the hormonal drive. They have the capacity to actually face these things and deal with them before they are civilized and compromised as older people might be. This is a Monday edition of Lifeline. Glad to be back home. Glad to be with you. Going to pay some bills and we'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are back. The time is 537 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. And I'm talking to you about the dangers of our world presently. Like I said, I was just watching a documentary on the killing of Journalist, the leading cause of death related to uh, the leading cause of job related deaths among journalists is murder. There's a presentation on the EpicTimes.com called Killing the Messenger, the deadly cost of news. You can imagine this, you guys, if if the evil of the world and evil institutions govern There's no way in the world they're going to allow the media to actually do real journalism. So if you think you're really getting journalism from Fox News or CNN News, largely, this is called managed conflict. The two narratives. You you get more insight in Fox, but there are critical things they won't say either because they're both owned by the same companies. And both supported by Big Pharma. So you're not going to get much by way of real journalism or real news from those sources. What that means is people who feed on a diet of CNN and Fox News and all the other uh, media legacy outlets are actually being propagandized. You're being trained to avoid looking in the right direction. 
That just means that you you are not ready for the hard truth that would challenge your assumptions. And uh, real journalism, and, and, and I know journalists who have fled from different countries to come to America because they were telling the truth on their government. But see, the wicked one is a lot better, a lot more efficient today. He knows you get control of the media and you can keep people in the dark for a long time. But anyhow, let me get back to the refreshing, uh, joyful time we had with the young people in Harrisville at the conference. College students recently graduated and all of them uh, in the fray as targets being uh, beautiful um, Caucasian men and women, young men and women uh, doing school and and coming across, uh, if you will, the woke folk. And they are all deeply interested in how to answer the matters of race without succumbing to the nonsense dribble of woke double talk and fallacy reasoning. The nonsense dribble of woke double talk and fallacy reasoning. You and I have talked about it at length and I have did presentations over the course of this COVID uh, debacle and showed you how that they are overlapping uh, systems of deceit and, and misinformation and threats and fear and uh, and and grounds for uh, uh, causing you to want to capitulate. Can you imagine that? First of all, you're struggling with a virus you can't see. Then you're also struggling with an indictment of sin you can't see. First, you're struggling with a virus you can't see called COVID, uh, although they give you this computer generated image of this, you know, this this thing with all kind of thorny pricks coming out of it that doesn't make you sleep well it's just a, it's a computer generated image it's not any kind of real uh presentation of 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 the virus believe me if you saw it in under a microscope multiplied hundreds of times it's not as nemesis as the uh as the picture they they paint because they want you to be impacted by it through fear okay um, but the same thing is true about, hey, you're racist, you're part of a systemic racist system and you deserve to be punished. Can you imagine our Caucasian brethren having to deal with that every day by uh, what I would call false angered young people who think that the most important thing is to to be angry and argumentative and oppositional and tear down this system, uh, destabilizing everything around them. And so. People got to be informed as to how to deal with those things. So the young people were just gracious. They were sitting there with bated breath. I can tell you that. And they were absolutely enthralled with an African-American man coming from California, knowledgeable about these factors and capable of explaining them eloquently enough for them to take copious notes and then um, find comfort in the fact that all black people don't take those positions. And and that really does help when you're being bombarded by the mob. As I shared with them, you shall not follow a multitude to do evil, says the Lord Jesus, as he wrote through Moses to the children of Israel. Just because the vast majority want to go run off of a cliff by a rumor. And that's all Marxism is, is a it's its own mythical uh, fantasy myth narrative, particularly this neo-Marxist notion that. Everything that's going on in America is exactly like it was in 1619. Nothing could be further from the truth with all of the evidence saying otherwise. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, 
Nowhere on the planet are African Americans more wealthy, more prominent, and have been more wealthy and more prominent for more years than black folk in America. That's why black folk from all over the other planets want to come to America, because it's so racist, systemically, so intolerable, so unworthy of redemption, so unworthy of praise, so unworthy of honor, so unworthy of some form of of, uh, recognition. And remember what your Bible says, give honor to where honor is due, give praise to where praise is due. This is how you walk in truth. The reality is, is that with all of the crazy stuff, bad stuff that America has gone through, just like in your own family, in my own family, still there are many honorable things, many wonderful, blessed, magnificent accomplishments that uh, that we need to keep in mind have occurred because of our constitutional principles and uh, our rights of freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom to bear arms, and freedom to prosper under God. And we are very clear as Christians that God has prospered us up to this point. Like the one speaking to you is magnificently blessed, the one speaking to you. And that does not mean that I don't have tons of challenges going on in my life. I do, but I'm magnificently blessed at the same time and wouldn't want it any other way. And so I give God thanks for it. I have children who are magnificently blessed in this so-called oppressive system of intolerable racism. Magnificently blessed. They're so blessed, they don't even know how to describe the oppression that other people say they're in. And I love the way Scott Allen put it. This whole system was set up by white folks. It wasn't set up by black folks. I'm talking critical race theory. I'm talking about the people going around wanting to tear down everything and destroy everything. It was white people that taught black people to act the way they're acting. This is the thing that's so wild about this. Most of the time, it's your enemy teaching you how to be the enemy of God. You better get behind this doctrine and look at who fabricated this thing, organized this thing, and then proffered this thing through uh, the whole structure all the way down to the people on the ground. And you always find that uh, you're dealing with levels of hypocrisy that cannot be expressed in words. That's where we are. All right, when I come back from the break, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be talking to one of our grace advocates, grace activist advocates who care about children, care about uh, our country, and want to talk to us about this whole movement around transgenderism, which, again, the churches sleep on. It's absolutely astonishing that we would be sleep on such a grotesque, uh, I would call it barbaric, neo-circumcision, mutilation of the flesh agenda, uh, seeking to destroy the Imago Dei and our children and nobody standing up for it. This is how you know you've lost your scroll. This is how you know you're not a Christian at the level of the apostles or the first century disciples. This is how you know you can see evil and are indifferent to it. This is a Monday edition of Lifeline. We're going to pay some bills. When we come back, we'll talk with our dear sister. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The time is 5.51 on this Monday edition of Lifeline, September 26, 
2020. So glad to be with you. Glad to be able to rehearse the providential blessings that God poured upon myself and my wife as we uh, had uh, spent some profitable time with uh, with uh, Pastor uh, Scott and Brother Scott from Arizona as well uh, around critical race theory. And I'm hoping that you guys are benefit- benefiting from the recap that I'm setting forth now, but more to local events and local challenges and local news and local labors that God has called the people of God to. If you read the book of Daniel chapter 11, it, it says, and those that do know their God will do exploits and they will labor and they will work and many will be tried and purified and purged uh, and many shall cleave to them, even with flatteries, because these are difficult times in which Daniel, uh, under inspiration of the spirit, was describing uh, times of uh, of apostasy and tribulation and and evil in our world, and 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 yet there are some Christians who will recognize that this is a call to arms, and it is a t- call, call to speak up. You know, largely when we're doing this, you guys, this is about lives, like the lives of children, or the lives of working people, uh, like with the COVID thing. I mean, I'm going to talk to you in the second hour as to why Trump cannot possibly admit he made a ton of mistakes with DARPA, because that would mean he would have to own everything that went wrong, everything. And there was a ton that went wrong. We'll talk about that on the other side. But right now we have with us online. Jackie, are you there? I am, PJ. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And thank you for having me online. I just wanted to share for your listeners who aren't aware, we have been protesting and organizing rallies for freedom here in the East Bay. And more recently, we had a protest and rally at the Castro Valley Unified School District, um, rallying against CRT uh, queer theory and just basically the indoctrination of children. So um, today, this evening, I just wanted to call in and let your listeners know um, that recently we were approached by the regional director of Leadership Institute, uh, which is an organization based in Arlington, Virginia. We were asked to become a strategic partner. LI provides training and campaign grassroots organizing, youth politics, and communications. The Institute teaches conservatives of all ages how to succeed in politics, government, and the media. My son and I are recent LI graduates of, of their boot camp, and I just wanted to extend others the opportunity to be trained by LI. So on Tuesday, October 19th, we will provide free training and dinner locally here in Hayward from 6 to 9 p.m. So now what I want to do, because uh, either it's the uh, quality of your phone line, which muffled a lot of what you were saying, what I want you to do is, uh, uh, you know, type out that presentation. Obviously, we've got time to promote it. October, what is the date? October the 9th? 9th? Tuesday, October 19th from 6 to 9 p.m. It will okay. be here uh, locally in Hayward. Okay, so so right. do you have a location right now? I do. It's going to be at the Marriott in, on Industrial in Hayward. Uh, we've reserved a conference room. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you, the quality of your phone is really kind of poor. What I want you to do for me is to, again, uh, turn that in, con- and, you know, you can you can email all that information to me so I can share it um, 
as we head towards towards that date. And uh, want to reiterate that it is a training uh, uh, training ministry for helping people of all ages become much more competent in conservative values, biblical worldviews, and addressing a lot of the challenges that are taking place in our society today. If you want some uh, w- want some f- expertise in that in that way, and the name of that ministry again, Jackie would be called what? Leadership Institute. And so they would have a website, Leadership Institute, right? Correct, Leadership Institute, and they're based in Arlington, Virginia. God, it knows a lot of lot of a uh, lot of our um, soldiers from that whole area. Arley, Arlington, Virginia. Are you kidding? That's where it almost all started. Now, what I want to ask you about is how did the uh, uh, school uh, board meeting go in Castro Valley last week? I'm very curious as to know. Sure. So it went very well. Um on our side, I would say we had about 30 to 35 people. Um, the counter rally had about 50, so we were outnumbered, but we were there. It was a peaceful rally. There was no incidents, and we just went there with our signs, and um, a few of us did get a chance to go to the school board meeting and to speak out on what we feel is uh, basically indoctrination of, of these children that's taking place in public schools today. Yeah, it's not a feeling. It's a fact. Um, Our country is being uh, overtaken by neo-Marxist socialist um, agenda that's explicitly and obviously um, so clearly uh, unconstitutional and unbiblical. But what people need to know is that this is really about uh, destroying any kind of organic unity that God has made in terms of family, in terms of church. Uh, in terms of um, our relationship to the state. The state is usurping the authority of God and doing it at the uh, secular level of public school in a very visceral way. And and, and of course, you know that that's what you're fighting for um, by thinking that it has a right to teach our children things that it has to first get the permission of the of the parents. So, uh, you know, it's so very important that this battle is being fought because it won't stop if it's not fought. And at some point, parents have to wake up to the utter danger of this kind of uh, propaganda, queer theory, transgenderism, etc., because it's, it's going to be bad if we wake up a year or two or three from now and it becomes very clear that our kids have been so jacked up in their heads emotionally and psychologically that... Um, that the parents won't have anything to do by way of recourse to deliver them out of it. Because, as you know, Jackie, uh, Governor Newsom is just one of the most extreme governors on the planet when it comes to many of the bills and policies that wants to destroy the rights of parents to have any say so over their children whatsoever. So we're we're dealing with some very very serious issues here of which if we lose them then um, it will be it will be a, a shame on the part of parents and people who should know better. I'll give you the last word before I let you go. Thank you again for having me. If anyone is interested uh, in these classes they can email me at bayarea.against.mandates at gmail.com 
Right. I'll be definitely making mention of that throughout the rest of this program. And uh, I'll be talking with you soon, young lady. Say hello to mom. Say hello to David and all of the um, good folks you guys are working with out there. I know many of them are listening. So keep up the good work. We are praying for you. Thank you, PJ. All right. God bless. Yeah. So there you go. Um, one of the things we talked about in the conference, too, is how that during the Hitler era, before the great conflagration, conflagration and destruction of, of many of the citizens, this is just remarkable. I've got a minute or two before we go to break, and I'll just set it forth. Uh, the reason why evil takes on massive, gargantuan, uh, outward expressions of almost uncontrollable horror is because society fails to remember that it happened before. That's exactly right. It fails to remember that it happened before. What Scott Allen was saying was that the Hitler era wasn't but a good 60, 80 years ago, you guys. It wasn't that long. The 1937, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43. That era wasn't that long ago. That's your grandparents. And we let millions, tens of millions of people die. And we did that with COVID. I can tell you that now. It will come out decades from now that we sat around and watched people die and let people die and caused people to die. I told you this before. From 1990 up to now, China has aborted a half a billion babies. That's China. And America is not far behind it with 60 million babies. The numbers are atrocious. But see, when we can be indifferent about the death of a baby in the womb, we can be even more indifferent about the death of people who disrupt our false, secular, carnal peace and who are taken out by the powers of authority and we keep silent until it comes until it comes to our doorstep. Then we won't have any excuse. We won't be able to say I didn't know because somebody was blowing the whistle. We won't be able to say it when it's our children that are mutilated, our grandchildren, great grandchildren. We won't be able to say we didn't know. I'm sorry. We just won't. That's why Christ warned about the abomination that made desolate. He told them when you see it, flee to the mountains because it's over with. Israel continued to reject the prophetic word of the apostles and they persecuted the apostles and they hated the message. And yet Rome was on its way, just as Jesus said, just as Stephen, the first martyr of the New Testament church, says that's just as Christians, faithful Christians. I'm not talking wimpy, fearful, compromising Christians. I'm talking faithful Christians have warned about these judgments. And no one listens, as I quoted in our opening monologue. The righteous are taken away and no one regards it. And it's not and they do not know that it's in order for the righteous to be removed from the judgment that's coming. Well, nobody's listening to the canary in the tunnel. I'm going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills. We're going to get some uh, news uh, covered. And then when we come back in the second hour, I will definitely take your calls. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. A lot to talk about with you and yours on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.